Hello, hello. Welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and Walt Whitman's epic beard. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, have you seen his beard? It's I have. It's pretty uh, epic. Not in person. He's dead. Yeah, well, he, that you know of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he is. You can look that one up on Google or Wikipedia, Michael. Uh, that's where I found his epic beard <laughs> on Wikipedia. You didn't pay attention to his Sorry. date of birth and death. Okay. I'm a horrible person. So let's do roll call. <laughs> Matt, are you here? Present. Brad, are you here? I am present. Michael, are you here? Present. <laughs> okay. okay. That thing's weird to find something else. Yeah. That's uh, good. No, That's it's, ridiculous. It's, it's still good every time. So we're going to talk about what we're drinking now. Um, and Michael's brought his usual horrible brew to, <laughs> yes, I, for the crew. I like to I like to mix it up. Hey, at least I didn't bring the same. If I mix it up, he means hot garbage. Bring yeah. hot garbage. But, but, but at least I'm bringing something. You guys are drinking the same thing again for like yeah, the I'm fourth week big, in a row. It's the big bottles and it's 7% alcohol and I'd rather not be drunk by the end of the podcast. So I share. Mm, good point. Plus I share. Good Sharing point. is caring. Right, so, I'm really just lazy and didn't bring anything on. Right. Oh, there's that too. So since, we're, since you're drinking Brad's beer, let's talk about your beer. Brad, what do you got there, buddy? Uh, the West Mall Double is a is brewed by Trappist monks in Belgium. What are Trappist monks? Uh, Trappists are a an order of uh, Catholic monks. Oh, just imagining like monks that set out traps for like foxes and stuff. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that. It's not the same thing. But way to go there. Okay. Uh, Thomas Merton was a Trappist, oh. but not in Belgium, in Kentucky. Yep. As one is a monk <laughs> in Kentucky, yeah. As they say in the business, <laughs> it's, like a, it's business. like a unicorn. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm drinking a beer made by uh, Wells. Wait, wait. This week and Michael reads the label. Yes, <laughs> this week and me reading the label. Uh, it's beer. Uh, it's banana bread beer. Because um, why not? Uh, it's beer. Well, I can think of a number of reasons why not. Actually, if we want to start there, it's beer brewed with bananas. That, and, and guys, you should know that these are not just any bananas; they are fair trade bananas, um, ah. and they're meant to awaken the census. Uh, with right. as, as bananas to right. want to do. You know what? Since it awakes in me is my gag reflex. Is that a sense, yeah. bananas? Hey, it's, there is some level of like quality here. It is an English beer, right? Um, so, I mean, it can't be terrible. I'm gonna well, be... no, it can. It could be. Um, also, on, on the label it says um, uh, <laughs> women should not drink alcoholic beverages uh, yeah, it says during I pregnancy. Think, yeah, I don't think that's exclusive to Pretty sure that says beer. every beer. Yeah. So go ahead and try it and let's and give us a, a review. Um, it tastes like banana <laughs> bread and beer. It, it's, um, it's not terrible, actually. It's, that's a boy. That's a ringing endorsement. After last week's, last week was pretty. That was bad. pretty gross. It was pretty gross. Five out of ten. Might recommend. Might All right, so let me try right. a sip of this. Brad's gonna take a hit of the Wells Banana Bread Beer. Take one down. Mm. You pass it around. Oh man, it's not that bad. Uh, yeah, it's just that is not a flavor I want with my beer. Yeah, it's, okay. it's okay. It's not. It's not as bad as I I thought it would that's be. In bad. honesty, yeah. I'm not sure I'd want more than like. Half of my <laughs> or like a drink that yeah. I just don't, but it's got peppery spice in there too. No, That's it was it kind of all banana and then sort of fades away into watery beer. It's kind of yeah. What I like most about the bottle is <laughs> is, is the, the the fact that it. It's got a banana that's peeling back, and inside the banana is a beer. Yeah. So you, you see what they did there? I totally see what they did yeah, there. Yeah, it's pretty clever. Okay, moving on. Yeah. All right, so... So, uh, don't buy that. Uh, it, it, it's If you like bananas, it's not that Well, if you like, if you like bananas... If you, you like beer that the whole time you drink it, you go, eh, it's okay. 
Then get ahead. Go ahead and get one of those. If, if not, then don't. If you are a monkey, this is the year for you. <laughs> That's also true. Also true. Hashtag Planet of the Apes. Um, <laughs> I would watch a movie where apes drink beer. I would watch that movie. You. If Planet of the Apes involved apes drinking beer, I would watch Planet of the Apes. I'm surprised it doesn't. I'm sure there there might be. Maybe that's the there's, there's a subsection cut. of there the, the director's cut of Planet of the Apes has them drinking beer. I'd have to rewatch all all of them again to make sure that that it doesn't happen. I'm sure you've only I'm seen sure them each 37 times. Probably, no, so. I mean, I haven't seen them all that many times. So speaking of, of Planet of the Apes and, my, oh, and my, my monkey head that I have at my house. Okay, I'll be on the couch laying down. So whenever you're done with this section, will you just come no, get me? My, my, so the monkey head has been moving. For a while it was in the garage because my son was just freaked out by this Planet of the Apes monkey head. I can't head. imagine why. But it's been moving. I've been moving around. And today I got home. He said, can we put the monkey back in the garage? And I said no. So... <laughs> Life is suffering. I, I, said, said that, I, said, I said, why do you want to put the monkey in the garage? It's scary. So. And you told him to grow a sack and deal with it? Yeah, I said, yeah. walk it off. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Rub some dirt on your your terrible feelings. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. okay. Michael's a good father. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's Planet of the Apes. It's. I mean, I can't just hide it in my garage forever. I did that for like yeah, two months. Yeah, you certainly couldn't do that. Yeah, it's got to be right. in a prominent place in my <laughs> it house. Sure I spent harder cash on that. By God, it yeah. sure it does. It was literally dozens of dollars, guys. <laughs> you need to put it above your headboard. It's worth a lot more now, too. I'm sure, sure it is. <laughs> You've added a good seventy-five percent of value. Yeah. seventy-five cents of can value we, can to we it. Move on. All right. Wow. Just wanted to give people the update on Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Now that they've okay. all checked out, we're yes. the, the two of you that we're talking to still. I am sorry. Okay, so now we're going to go to the uh, in the news feed um, where we talk about news and things. News and the things about the things. Um, I can, yeah, I'll go first this time. So um, I saw this thing on uh, Huffington Post. And uh, we were talking, to, uh, you know, I don't know how many episodes ago about what happens when we die and like what, like it, when we were talking about the weird uh, people who were standing up in their in there yeah. Um, yeah yeah talking about how we would want to be remembered and, and oh yeah this um really there's a video <laughs> there is a video that um um they posted and uh, it says warning contains emotional scenes but it it's um really kind of how i want to be remembered like it would like it like i watched the video and it gave me goosebumps but um it's basically uh these in an irish pub uh, this guy is up on the bar standing, and they're singing a song dedicated to their friend that they lost. Oh, I saw this. It is it's awesome. Uh, it is Mr. Brightside by the Killers is the song. And <laughs> they sing the entire song, don't they? They sing the yeah. entire song. Yeah. I'm not going to play the entire song. I'm going to play part of it, but like it's because nobody wants to listen to an entire Killers song. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> but, this is not 2003, Michael. <laughs> I, I know, but it like it like how emotional emotionally charged it is and how people get into it it's not like a large pup it's well lit there's probably I don't know 30 people in there I'm sure alcohol had nothing to do with any of this I'm sure alcohol had nothing to do with it but <laughs> it's, 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 it's they were all they were probably all drinking a banana bread beer they were probably I mean <laughs> they're in Ireland not in in uh, in England so and probably not they probably don't have this in they're Ireland. probably drinking Guinness like they should be As so shall it be yes yes so uh, I'm gonna play this video real quick and and yeah, I'll just play part of it. Here we go. Oh, 
That's pretty cool. That's amazing. Okay, so... see the chorus. That's really fantastic. Okay, so you definitely need to watch that video when you post it. It's really, really awesome. So they're just freaking belting it out to the top of their lungs in this pub. Freaking awesome. Um, it goes on, and he, the guy literally like rips his shirt off halfway through, <laughs> through the second verse. That's takes awesome. his shirt, starts swinging it around, knocks some some pictures down off the the uh, the, the ceiling above him because he's on the bar. And then at the very end, he crowd surfs into a group of like his friends. <laughs> That's awesome. But that's a great tribute. It was such a freaking great tribute, and like they're freaking belting it out because because right. they their love for this dude. Um, Honestly, it, like I, I listened to it. It gave me goosebumps, and it's how I want people to celebrate me when I'm gone. Oh sure, not necessarily Mr. Brightside. But, <laughs> well, you we know what we're playing at Michael's yeah, funeral. Yes, Mr. Brightside. <laughs> um, but yeah, I it, it's a very cool video. Um, really, really awesome. There's a couple different views too uh, of the video, um, but yeah, him taking off his shirt. It's yeah. man, it's just freaking. That's touching. pretty cool. Yeah. So, so the obvious question is, what song would you want belted out? Oh, shit. I can't believe you didn't ask that. I didn't ask that I was that ready for it. So, well, what's I don't have the answer, want? but I was ready yeah, for the question. I don't know that I really... Mr. Brightside? No, it's definitely not that. Is it... Um, Although that was kind of a cool rendition of that okay. song. Um, I think I would choose... When I pick something that you guys will just love. Um, <laughs> careful, well, careful, because this will happen. No, in all honesty, there's a lot of terrible bands that Michael likes that we could choose from. I was so. thinking. Here's what I was thinking, and this is this is this is like Wait just now. It. Something by Five Iron Frenzy. No, in a week in, in a week from now, it'll be a different song. <laughs> Five Iron Frenzy. But a song. We're gonna I, play a Supertones song from Michael. <laughs> Skating to the beat, where the Supertones. Skating to the beat. Where the super tones. <laughs> um, uh, I, I was going to sing some super tones, but I think no, thank you. We appreciate you not. Um, I think I would do, and you're going to both hate this, but um, spoiler alert. No, I got a better one. Okay, I, I just switched it. I was I was going to say Daniel Johnston. Uh, oh, Daniel Johnston, Devil Town. Da- Daniel Johnston is the worst artist in the history of music I want I mean, to, that's not even that hyperbole is, that is not true it's literally the worst singer in the history of music no <laughs> yes that's not true he, he like can he sing no he cannot sing but he's it's it's very entertaining that song it's Devil not Tom, it is watch the the documentary anyway, what's Devil a song and you would do <clears throat> um I wish we'd all been ready by DC Talk <laughs> <laughs> nailed it nailed it yeah Yes. Okay, that's, that's pretty, pretty funny. Good. Yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> what about Wherever I May Roam by Metallica? That's kind uh, of that's fitting. Like, one, yeah. My body lies, but still I roam. That's pretty what awesome. What about uh, Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison? No. No, you know what I no. want? You know, <laughs> I want Killing in the Name by uh, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I really do. Like that's what I want people singing. I want people belting out in a bar, standing on the bar. F you! I won't do what you tell me. Like just at the top of their lungs. That that's what I would want. Killing in the name. I, by I think Rage we can all, if we're going Rage Against the Machine. I think we can all agree my song would be Sleep Now in the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> based on my life, 
I think we can go ahead and say that. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I would almost want something like super ironic. Like something about like haunting somebody else. Like like I don't even know. Like Cast I'll be watching you. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> by the police. By the police. Is, is that, is every that breath you take. Every, every breath. Yeah. Uh, is it watching you or Yeah. Yeah. Every uh, breath you take I'll be watching you. Didn't yeah. Pete any do like a cover of it? When, uh, he did, he's covered side. everybody's stuff, but never giving them the credit. That's what Diddy does. I'll be, I think he changed the word. I think watching might be his. But I'll be missing you. I'll be missing you. My wife says that's what P Diddy did. Yeah, that's the P Diddy. That's word. right. I'll be missing you. And then uh, Faith Evans. I could also go. Oh, with when Biggie died. Yeah, yeah, when Biggie died. Yeah, I could also go with No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Did you know that he loved it when you called him Big Papa? Do you know that <laughs> I had did my? Know? Did you know that I had my? Uh, why are we? Why have we never called Michael Big Papa? Why, don't why know, is that never happening, happening from now Wait on? for it. So my Siri used to call me Big Papa. Because <laughs> I would say Siri, I would have believed that Papa. too. So okay. okay, Siri, call me Big Papa. <laughs> oh, my phone went silent. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's, that's a little bit creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, who's got something else? I do. Besides? Okay. So, uh, did you guys see the um, baby that was born with a full head of yes, hair? Yes, it's awesome. I mean, full it is head of hair. Fantastic. Full head yeah. of hair. Oh my god! Yeah. So this that's is on uh, this thing, is on boardpanda.com, which, by the way, fantastic website. Board panda. Board panda. So. The, the article is, this baby was born with a full head of hair. Here's how the internet reacted. So they, they've got a bunch of photoshops. Oh, it got man. posted to Reddit, and then people went nuts with it. <laughs> so you've got one with the... This little baby is adorable. The baby's name is um, Isabel Kaplan. Two and a half months old. It looks like it looks, it looks, that's an appropriate name. It, it's, a, it's a girl? It's a girl. It looks like Donald Trump. And no, she's got more hair than Trump. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, it, so they've, they photoshopped her into all these awesome things. So like... This is my favorite, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll post this. Uh, when we post this link, it's really good. Um, absolutely, there's a couple of them where she's like, looks like Elvis. It's really good, man. There's one as Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you want to look through it's It's really good. So also, she's adorable, and that's a wonderful, wonderful story. So. There is most definitely some nudity on boardpanda.com. So is there? Just be oh, forewarned. Did not know that. that actually, they got some of them pictures from the uh, from the what do you call this? Yeah, Woodstock, this 1969. Be, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Okay. The website right, is well. explicit. So watch sorry, out. <laughs> didn't know that. I just look at the stuff they post on Facebook. They don't post it. Um, that, so there are some creepy pictures of um, demonic bunny rabbits. Oh, cool. Golden children. Okay, so this will be uh, this link will be on the uh, yeah, Facebook a, and Twitter pages. Picture. It's good stuff. Full head of hair. Yeah. All right, Matt. Okay, so I mean, I had like four up that I could do. I, this one is so weird. Like it's just bizarre. So there was a. Did you see the Egypt Air flight that got hijacked? Yes. Okay. No. So it was one dude with a bomb strapped to his. But it turned out it wasn't even a bomb. It was, yeah, it ended up being a ended up being a fake bomb. It was a is a fanny pack. No, it actually no, it looks, looks like, like bomb, one. Or a fake bomb vest to a hijacked jet, uh, forcing it to land in Cyprus. So anyway, there was a British guy on board. Scottish. I think so he's Scottish. British. Well, I guess he technically is British. Okay, well, anyway. I wonder <laughs> if he ever tried banana bread beer. <laughs> and that's what made him do it. That's what... <laughs> no, he would have jumped so... at 35,000 feet had he tried it. Go ahead. So anyway, so 
This British guy's name's Ben Eines, I would assume. He's 26 years old. Took a selfie with the hijacker. Yeah. Like a literal... No, for real. It's crazy. Lit- the guy's got the, the bomb strapped to his chest, and he's taking a selfie smiling with this guy on what? this airplane. Yeah. Like, after... This supposedly... They think this was taken... Most of the hostages have been let go. There are about three or he four was people only, left he was on the plane. One of the last few on and he was so. one of them, and so he got a selfie taken with the hijack. Well, he, he Please text- tell me he's American. No, he's, no, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. He, the, 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 he, he texted- I'm talking about the guy who took the, the selfie. No, this, no, this, this is the guy. The oh, okay. selfie yeah. guy is Scottish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he sent a text totally to a friend that says, You know your boy doesn't F about. Turn on the news, lad. Then he sent him a picture. He sent them the selfie. And this guy's got this bomb strapped yeah. around his this fake bomb strapped around Amazing. his waist, and the guy's just grinning like an idiot. Like, so I thought, like, like, do you think he knew he could tell it was fake? Like, is that where I don't know? How would you know? I mean, like, I don't know. That he just seems like a guy. Who, it's got wires. I mean, it looks like a bomb vest. I mean, I would think it was legit. He just seems like a guy who 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 is ready. He, <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh he I went full circle to DC. No, stop it. Ready. <laughs> so, like, on one hand, like, I'm thinking, like, the size of this dude's balls, like, I don't know how he fits him in his pants because of that, like, <laughs> like that's a gut, like that's a gutsy thing to do. On this, on the well, other hand, I'm like, not sure guts hold on, the hold, on, hold on, <laughs> let me finish. On the other hand. Can we stop taking selfies of every freaking thing that happens to us in our lives? I don't know. I think on the, I think though on like the the grand spectrum of like things you should take a selfie of that are amazing, a hijacking is pretty high up the list. Like that's not just some that's not some that definitely beats the girl that took a selfie of herself at Auschwitz. Okay, did you okay, ever hear yeah. about that? Oh, that's, yeah, that, that's that happened is a bunch. horrifically horrible. That's happened like, a lot of people awful. have done that. Have you ever looked into like uh, funeral selfies? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's another people thing. Take I would much rather people, people take selfies of a dude with a bomb vest on on a plane than that. I I don't know. Like I'm, I'm pretty torn by it because like I gotta admit the, the look on the hijacker's <laughs> face is pretty amazing. I, I know he does have a profile picture for life, guys. He, he does. Yeah. He, I mean, you definitely. wouldn't ever you wouldn't ever take that off your Facebook. No, page. you're gonna be known as that guy. You I just I thought that was so weird. Like. I don't know how you work up the courage to go, I'm going to take a selfie of this dude. Like, And, again, I don't know the situation. Maybe, like, at this point he realized I was it was about say, over. Yeah. This guy's not going to blow this freaking plane up. Like, I think yeah. he'd already landed by this point. They had. So, yeah. yeah I, mean, I think like, most of the hostages were off the plane. So maybe, and maybe they've been talking. To, I don't know. Like, but at the same time, it's like, dude, really? Like, <laughs> how does he get the guy to agree? To, hey, can I take a selfie? I don't, of like, you? I don't like, know. I mean, and the guy's not even smiling either. And maybe, maybe this guy didn't. I mean, the Egyptian guy didn't know like what was really. I don't know. Anyway, That's I just thought that was the That's weirdest good stuff. Thing. Yeah. All right, do the horrible transition, Michael. All right. <laughs> with that, talking about selfies with. Um, uh, terrorists um we're going to transition into the further up further in section um aka fufi of course um so uh, we did this is actually a uh, listener request so august uh blonde doll blonde blonde it's probably mispronouncing it i'm sorry we apologize i apologize for not knowing how to say your name um he wrote us uh, a while back and said that he's been uh, going through a significant faith overhaul. 
for the last <laughs> six to eight Same. years. Same. Congratulations. Toad's on board with you. Yeah. Um, and uh, things are getting much better, thanks in large part to people like us, the liturgists, and uh, Ask Science Mike. Wow. That's good kind of I'm kind of cool with being in that. That's, yeah, I am that's okay nice. with we appreciate being, that. being on board with him. <laughs> Did you hear um, what he just said, that we were better than the liturgists? And better, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, gosh. Straight to just your head. Kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, he said that one of the things that still gets to him is the Exodus story, and when, when God hardens Pharaoh's heart, um, wants to know... What is up with that? Um, and he feels like like Pharaoh was pretty much screwed. He had no chance. Um, and it kind of sent him into doubting in terms of, like, maybe he could be treated like that. Um, and it's, it's, uh, since then, he's kind of become more of a mystic um, and a uh, uh, with a category of things that um, that he doesn't understand taking up the corner of his brain. Um, I'm really on board with that. Like, um, mm-hmm. mysticism yeah, totally is something get that I'm getting more and more into. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I guess the question is, um, what about the hardening of hearts? Um, is, we look at the Old Testament. Is that something that God did? Is that something we, we, he continues to do? And there are literally 27 passages in the Bible because I looked at BibleGateway.com. <laughs> that's um, the source of hard data. data needs. Michael yes. with this hard data there. <laughs> yes. Uh, so 27 uh, different times we're talking about the hardening of hearts. Um, so and, and it's not just um, just in Exodus. You know, it's it's throughout even in the in the Gospels. Um, you know, talking about uh, people being blinded, they blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, um, and 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 not that's not necessarily about um, God hardening their hearts, but I guess what he's trying to get at is is hardening of hearts something that God does. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Uh, well, I I would say initially, I mean, I would just go ahead and just answer that no. <laughs> like, I, I don't think that's something God did or God does. Now, you heretic. There's yeah. Well, you're going. I've to hell. been called worse things and been. Probably been to worse places. Um, but have you drank a worse beer? Uh, well, a few. Yeah, a few. Um, I would start. This is really the Harding Hearts thing is really more a question about like how you read the Bible. Now, if you read the Bible literally, like a hundred percent literal, everything which is nobody in, does. FYI. Well, there are, are people you saying that Ken Ham is wrong and that the Bible was the yes. world was not created in seven literal days. Well, absolutely. Yes, These yes. are a horrible person. Again, that's a separate issue altogether. I yeah, we'll person. go. Maybe we can go into that at some point. <laughs> yeah, but that'll be a different podcast episode. How horrible Matt is. Um, it's really this is really a question about the Bible and how you read it. If you want to read it 100 percent literal, that's fine. Do that. Nobody's doing that. But if you want to say you're doing that, that's fine. It no leads you. you it, are, it leads you into a myriad of problems, and it leads you into the place where you have to say. And I was there too, where you have to say, "Well, God hardened that guy's heart. He didn't even have a fair chance." That, a lot of that goes back to Judas too. Like, well, Judas didn't really have a chance. Yeah. Well, no, he did. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's a predestination question too. It is. Well, just, with there again, it all just, goes back to how you read how the Bible. you read the Bible. So, I, I made a few notes. I actually did prep work for this. Wow. Episode, I've got notes. I did. Study. So August, you are <laughs> special. You are <laughs> yeah. that special to us as a listener that Matt did prep. Matt's actually trying this time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Christmas yeah, miracle. Not phoning it in this week. Um, with the Bible, you need to start in a couple places. One, you have to start with someone wrote something. And I'm stealing a lot of these notes from Rob Bell's 
what is the Bible series. Yes, which definitely uh, I'm, get I think that. we'll go ahead and post that. I've got a whole file of all those, and we might just try to compress that and post it somehow. So It's wonderful. It is wonderful. Um, you start with someone wrote something. The Bible did not just drop out of the sky. God did not... God was not guiding people's hand. Like, he wasn't... like Putting people in a trance and it, moving their hand for them. People will say that it, that's not Ghost what Rider. happened. Yeah. The Bible is a 100% human book. Um, 100%. Now, going back even further than that, all these stories we find in Scripture, especially, particularly in the Old Testament, particularly the Exodus story, were oral stories that were handed down from generation to generation. Sometimes over the course of hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, these stories were told around campfires. They were told on dirty desert roads. Uh, they were, you know, told from grandfather to grandson, from from grandson to his son. I mean, all the way down the line, they were just told over and over and over again. Um, and even further than that, there was a lot of material. You, you get into the Old Testament, the New Testament, especially in the New Testament, with the stories of Jesus and um, with all of these. You know things that he did. The mater- there was a lot of material to choose from. Um, in fact, even there's a couple instances in Scripture. I gotta find it. Made notes uh, from the book of First Kings 11. There in the Old Testament, there's the author writes, "As for the other events of Solomon's reign, all he did and the wisdom he displayed, are they not written in the book of the annals of Solomon?" Well, we don't have that book. We don't have the annals of Solomon. So, no. So there were things written down that we don't have. So there's stories that, that, that were written down that we have no access to. Um, in the Gospels, there's a couple instances that says Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. Um, and it, John ends with, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them was, was written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. So basically the writers just say, yeah, we left a bunch of stuff out. So you can very, you can very well say that the writers of the, the books in the Scripture had agendas. They were telling specific stories to specific people in specific times for specific reasons. And that's going to color what you include. It's going to color what you, um, how you talk about things. It's going to color how you present material. It's going to color what order you put that material in. Um, and Rob Bell says it well. He says it's real people writing in real places at real times with agendas, choosing to include some material, choosing to leave out other material because they had stories to tell. Does that make sense? I mean, we're yeah, all... Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and, so. and yeah. Sometimes I, I try to think about what if George Lucas built a time machine and wrote the Bible and gave it to somebody? What? What? Just things I think of. Like, what if the Bible was a plant? What? While high. Yes. No, no, no. No, just like... Just like... Like, the like if somebody had a time machine, this is totally off, off kilter here. I apologize. I have drank half a beer. Um... <laughs> Michael, but, Michael's drunk on But bananas. if time machine is possible, if, if time time travel is possible, if the flying DeLorean is a thing that Israel or could happen, um, is it possible that somebody just did all these things just to freak us out? Did all what things? The Bible. Jesus. What if it was David Copperfield? Oh, my God. Wow. Anyway, so back to... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Michael's that, now done talking for that. That Okay, so, so here's the thing. So automatically people that are that are coming from a, a more traditional standpoint, if we still have any of those listening, um, <laughs> Sorry. are no, I mean not after you, just after the first four episodes. Yeah. Um 
and after what Matt just said, are already freaking out. You took God out of the Bible. No. No. Um, I don't know if you're going to get to this, probably. Yes. Where you start with the human, yes. and you end up finding the divine. Yeah. You start with the human writings, and you end up with... And I've, had this, here's the, I've had this discussion with numerous people. Um, uh, friends that consider themselves agnostics, atheists, whatever. Uh, one of the biggest hang-ups for them of the Bible, and I totally get it, um, and something that took me years to sort of reconcile and figure out with the Bible is, okay, so you have this picture of Jesus. Okay, you that in Christian theology, Jesus is God. Okay, and so then you see what Jesus models. He models a life of nonviolence, of love, compassion, grace, forgiveness. But then you read the Old Testament, and they're like, "Yeah, but what about all the wars where God slaughters his enemies?" And it's very clear that God did this. You know, they won only because God went before them and slaughtered all their enemies the women and children right. and the whole bit um it took me a long time to reconcile this and this and this pharaoh question is along those same lines oh, i sure. mean it's it, it's a, it, essentially the same question what kind of what kind of control does god have over everyday existence over the affairs of nations over armies whatever it might be um and I'm, I'm probably gonna. St- I'm probably stealing half your stuff. Right. I apologize. Um, Typical Brad. It is, but uh, what I so they would you know they would then ask me so what do you so so did God kill all those people and I was like no and they're like what do you mean I was like well George Bush said that God told us to go to Iraq and does that mean that does that make that true well no I don't think that's true yeah I don't either. So, because if you know, if God told us to go to, go Iraq, to Iraq, God might oil. be the, God might be the worst general in the history of armies because it was a complete shambles from the beginning to the end. So, um, no, I don't think that's true. Just because it said that, you're you're looking at a very primitive understanding of God, mm-hmm. a very primitive understanding of the gods that then transferred into the Hebrew consciousness consciousness of. The a very primitive view of of the God, of God, whatever. Um, so you get your obvi- every in in in, prim- in ancient times everything was assigned to the gods. That's why you look at ancient Greeks had so many gods. The Egyptians had a ton of gods, and they all controlled their own little part of the universe. The own you know the weather, the crops, the sun, the moon, the water, the you know all of that. Um, and the Babylonians had their gods and their stories as well which yes. we'll get to in a second as to why that's important yes so you know you you have this this understanding that the gods have their hands in everything in every single day-to-day thing um and then you also i don't know if you were going to cover this also you have the, the idea of all the different tribes yeah tribalism so tribalism is a huge part of the bible to understand that the bible was written from the standpoint of basically one tribe um, <clears throat> so in ancient times, every tribe had their own gods. Every every tribe had their own um, like system of uh, gods and goddesses. So you know, if this tribe went to war with that tribe, it wasn't just seen as people going to war against people. It was our entire system battling your entire system. In other words, that they got translated into this is our god 
or gods fighting against your god or gods. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah totally. Yep. So what you get out of that is you, you get, um, well, we were able, you know, we were as we were walking out of Egypt, uh, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Like it's, you know what I mean? Instead of, <clears throat> uh, and, and so their understanding was that God did this because God did everything. Any sort of emotion, any sort of that action, the rain, yes, the was was absolutely was um, was a part of what God did. Was every, he had his hand in everything? Yeah, so. and it's that, 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 that idea that whenever it doesn't rain, the God's mad. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Whenever uh, that was a huge for that purpose, we would recommend you can get on YouTube. God's or Rob Bell's. Uh, the gods aren't angry. The gods aren't angry. Don't get it on YouTube. Buy it. It's we'll buy it, but it yeah. is on. It is on. <laughs> it is on the YouTube. Yeah. But pay right. pay Rob for um, his work. So, you know, going back to the idea of you know, starting with the human and finding the divine, um, whatever divine you find in the book, you find through the human, not around it. What what you have in the Bible is people learning and arriving in their understanding of God and what it means to be fully alive, what it means to be fully human. They're working through how to relate to him. Um, it, it is a very, very human book. And when you, when you call it just, well, it's the divinely inspired and errant word of God, you rob it of its power and you make it, it becomes, you, you miss when, when you, when you think about it in, in terms of it's God over, or it's, it's a, it's the divinely inspired and errant word of God. You miss, you stop at the surface. You, you miss this, this very human thing going on and you stop at the surface of it and it becomes like a literal reading of it and it's very shallow. The literalism is the most shallow way of reading the Bible. And I don't mean like you're a terrible person for doing it. I mean, it's like it's like the surface. You're not going any deeper. You're not going further up or further in. <laughs> uh, see what I did there? Zing. Um, I, I think the literalism piece is something that's fairly new in the, in the Christian faith. Tradition. It's very new. It's very new. Like, well, it, new within like what a hundred years, a hundred yes. years or so. Actually, I, you could probably trace it to the late eighteen hundreds. Probably but, the Enlightenment. Well, you got to understand that nobody had access to the Bible in mass production. You know, it's not like any everyday dude could get this thing until yeah. like really the twenties yeah. and the twenties to the fifties is when it became cheap and mass marketable to the point where anybody could afford one. <clears throat> so. You know, out of that group, sort of a literal understanding. Anyway. You want um, a dangerous website? You go to BibleDickGateway.com. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> it can wreck your life in more ways than you could know. But it, in response to your original question about this specific passage in Exodus, you have to understand that this Genesis and like the first five books especially were written during the Babylonian captivity in the 6th century BCE, I believe. I think that's right. I have to might want to Google that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. 586, I believe, was the Babylonian yeah. captivity. <clears throat> so what's going on is is Jerusalem has been ransacked. It's been destroyed. Um, they have been the Israelites have been taken off into captivity into Babylon, um, and so they're telling stories now about being captive in Egypt. And, and how they were delivered, and how they captivity. were delivered. So for them, these weren't just these weren't just stories of something that happened a long time ago. These were something that they believed God was going to do again 
and their situation. They're telling these stories as a way of encouraging one another, lifting one another up, and holding on to the hope that God was still active in their world. And that's very much going to color how they wrote about it. And, again, you, you couple that with the tribalism, the us versus them, our God is bigger than your God, um, our daddy can whip your daddy sort of thing. God is bigger than the boogeyman, hashtag yeah. VeggieTales. Oh, my God. What's his derailing number at tonight? I, like, Three, like four, four, four. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Babylon had their gods. They had their creation stories. They had their deliverance. They had all these stories as well, and Israel telling their stories in opposition to that. So it's going to color how they tell it. It's going to color how they write about it. And that's where the hardening of the heart thing. I don't think God hardened Pharaoh's heart. I think it was a state of, I think it was how they viewed Pharaoh. I mean, keep in mind, I mean, this is a guy that, Maybe, super powerful. Super powerful. I don't know he was, that he, he was a god on earth. He was a living god on earth. He, you know, they made bricks all day long. That's all they did in Egypt. Bricks, 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 all day bricks. When they got too fast at making bricks, he made it harder for them to make, or, you know, when he punished them, he made it harder for them to make bricks. But they still had to make the same amount of bricks. They had to get their own straw now. Straw wasn't provided. Still had to meet the quota. So More bricks. Work, yeah, so the, the work became even harder. This is not a good guy. I mean, What's this is a guy that they have an absolute abject okay. hatred for. Keep, yeah, and, and, and keeping in mind that you, you, these were originally oral stories. Right. As you're telling a story, what's a more compelling story to tell? Is it as you're being led out of Egypt, uh, you get attacked because the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, or is it a more, or is the more compelling story? Um, I feel like that's a more compelling story, I guess. If, if somebody's telling me a story, then um, this guy was a shrewd and powerful businessman and king watching his yeah. entire, uh, all of his employees walking out of his country, essentially. Like, yeah. That's not compelling. Yeah. Like, it's a much more compelling idea when you're talking about, because it, I believe that God had a hand in, in releasing the uh, Israelites. But that doesn't mean that he's the one that hardened Pharaoh's heart. It makes him. It just makes him much. It's a better story. It's a better story to to frame it in those terms and frame it that way. When you're trying to get the point across, going back to their agendas, the point being how much hope they had in their current situation because of how powerful and loving and caring they see their God as being. Yeah. That's so a compelling way to tell that story is to say. Oh, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and then Pharaoh came after us with his armies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it makes it, it's it makes much more sense to understand the context of where and when these stories were written and why they were written. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, can I talk a little bit about yes. how we, like the lenses we read the Bible through? Oh, sure. Um, it made, that your question made the question made me think of of this and something that was really helpful for me. Uh, in the last few years was understanding that if if I'm going to call myself a Christian or a follower of Jesus or whatever, Jesus has to be, have to have, has to have primacy in my life, in every part of my life. What did you say? Primacy? Primacy. Primacy. One of those areas that has to, uh, that, that has to take place is in how I read the Bible. Okay. So we always said in our church the way we always framed it was Jesus is never more God is never more or less than you see in Jesus 
right? Did we said that yes. quite a few times? Oh yeah, absolutely. God is yeah, never yeah. more or less than you see in Jesus. So if that's true, which we believe that to be true, that this this guy, that's who God is. That's what God is like. Um, if that's true, then that has to color and paint every other aspect of the Bible. Like how we read the Bible, how we approach the Bible, and that's why going back to you know when people ask me about what do you do with the wars in the in the Bible, I'm like I read them that they were wars, but in light of Jesus, if that's what God is like and has always been like, which the New Testament supports by the way, um, in numerous occasions, uh, the First John uh, says um, that which was from the beginning. This, this thing that we have seen, that we have heard talking about Jesus, that which was from the beginning. And then in the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. They're getting the point across that this person that we're about to introduce you to, this Jesus, this is what God has is like, has always been like, and will always be like. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. He so, has seen me, has seen the Father. Yes, and so we, you kind of got the impression growing up, you know, we grew up in church, that... Jesus sort of just dropped out of nowhere. That it was like this new manifestation of God. That God all of a sudden changed His mind about humanity, so He sends Jesus. No, like the New Testament doesn't even support that. The New Testament makes the wild claim that this is what God has always been like. And so, if that's true, then we have to reread the entire Old Testament, the entire Bible, through the lens of Christ. And so. When you look at the wars, no, that was their understanding that when they went to war, their God went with them as their as their field general. And when they won, it was because they uh, because God was pleased with them because God wanted them to have the victory. If they lost, it because God was pissed off at them for something they did. Period. And you can that's all through the Old Testament. Um, the wins and losses were always attributed to God and their behavior and how God was either happy or unhappy with how they were behaving. So in light of Jesus, that's how we read those passages. That's, that's how we read the, the hardening of Pharaoh's heart. No, it was because really the guy was watching his entire, put yourself in Pharaoh's shoes for a second. Your, or his sandals? I don't know. Birkenstocks. Put, him, put yourself in Pharaoh's Birkenstocks. So <laughs> you're, you're building this, trying to build this vast empire, and you're watching your entire workforce walk away. You all, of course, you're going to have second thoughts about that, even after all the plagues, and go, uh, I don't think we can sustain this. And so you're going to go after them and try to get them back. If you can't get them back, you're going to kill them all. Okay? So that's how you reread that in light of Jesus. You don't reread that as that God was, did this thing where he gave Pharaoh no choice, or he gave Judas no choice but to betray Jesus. Of course, Judas had a choice. So. You know, that's how we read the Bible. You have to read, if you're going to call yourself a follower of Jesus, you have to read it through the lens of Jesus. And that's not heretical to read the Bible like that. That's not wrong to read the Bible like that. It doesn't take God out of the Bible. It's not new. It's not new. Mm-hmm. If you want to see how not new it is, read the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. That entire book is whoever wrote that book, and nobody really knows. Whoever wrote that book was essentially just rewriting and reinterpreting and retelling the story, the entire history of Israel through the lens of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. That we, we did this, and then this, and then because of Jesus, then we interpret it this way. Yeah. It's the entire book. So it's just, this isn't a new concept. This is us just making something up to make us feel better about reading the Bible or make it more modern or whatever we're trying to do. 
we're actually trying to get back to the way we feel that the the writers intended it to be read. Mm-hmm. It's never inter- it never meant to be read through just this literal lens of, well, it says that I do it. If it doesn't, I don't, which I heard yeah. so many times in college. Um, God said it. I believe it. Yeah, it's, and, no, oh, and nobody, nobody actually lives that way, though. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, I, I think, too, if, if you – people are going to get hung up about the seven literal days. They're going to get yeah. get hung up on, you know, uh, on the you – know, all the different things in the Bible that are, that are hard to believe. Um, but I think if, if your faith, if your um, relationship with God is built on – the literal seven days or the literal whatever it is. You're on a house of cards. Yeah. <clears throat> you, you you take one one brick out of that house and it comes crumbling down. Well, that's why they defend it to the death. And yes. That's why they deny science. That's why they go to the Creation Museum. And because yeah. Yeah, if you take away one of those bricks, one of those house, one of those cards, the whole thing crumbles. The whole thing crumbles. Yeah. Creation Museum, we're coming after you in an upcoming episode. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, but I, I think... It, it gets harder and harder to to defend with things like science, yeah. with things like you have um, to deny everything. Yeah, like you literally you have, have to, to then deny say, well, you know, dinosaur bones, Satan planted those in the ground to trick us from what get us away from the Bible. Literally had that said to me yeah. at one point, and I I didn't even I couldn't even respond. I was dumbfounded. Don't I could argue not with even people. respond. You're, that argue, that discussion's over. Don't argue with people. Yeah. Like that. So. What's interesting is I found much more depth in the Bible in the last few years, Mm -hmm. and I found myself really not having to defend much. I don't care. I don't have to defend it. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Like, I don't have to spend my time. I can look at stuff like the Large Hadron Collider and go, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I I can look at stuff like archaeological finds where where they're unearthing new species of dinosaur and go, that's incredibly cool. Like, that is amazing. It's awesome because it doesn't, because of the way I interpret the Bible, it doesn't, it doesn't take that doesn't take God out of any of the equation. No. Like science and God have become much I, more I, I of think a it's more honoring to God than the than this literal yes. reading of scripture. Yes. A couple other things I want to bring up is the Bible is a very progressive book. Now, as you read it, you go, Well, I'm not sure the women of slave things is very progressive. Well, at that time it was progressive. Got you know, a lot of the, the commandments in scripture and the you know, especially in the, the first five books. Uh, especially specifically in Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, it talks about the law, are very, very progressive for that time. The Bible is a very impressive book of a collection of stories and um, that were told about how people were moving, how God was moving humanity forward in their understanding of what it means to be human. Yeah. yeah. Um, how to treat so like you start you know you start in Genesis you start in Genesis and uh, or the first five books and you have well you can take women as slaves um, here are the things you need to do if you take them as a, as a slave if you, if you kill I think it's a passage of Deuteronomy says as far as spoils of war you can take if you see a woman that's beautiful you take her as your wife you give her thirty days to mourn uh, there's a whole there's a, she she shaves her head she changes her clothes you give her thirty days to mourn her family that you've just slaughtered. And then you take her as your wife. If she doesn't want to become your wife, or if you don't, you just you want to leave her, you don't make her a slave. You let her go free. Like that's a very progressive thing. Is it barbaric to us? Absolutely, it's barbaric to us because it was several thousand years ago. However, it was a step forward for the treatment of people, the treatment of human of human beings. 
Yeah, you people and can so, read the Bible and say it condones slavery. Even yeah, the so yes. Well, yeah. so you move. Well, even Paul has. There's an entire book, Book of Philemon, about Paul talking to, to a runaway, runaway slave and telling him his master to take him back as a brother in Christ. So like, but but what what you do is you have these movements for these clicks forward, these movements forward, and you get to Paul in Ephesians where he said, "There's neither Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, all are one in Christ Jesus." Like you get to that point. Which is another huge step forward where it's not it's about Christ now. It's not about our sexual identity. It's not about our economic identity. It's not about our um, nation, uh, huh? Our tribal. Identity. It's not about our tribal identity. So you, you have the you have God moving people forward. And you have to, if you understand the culture of the time, you understand when these things were written, the cultures they were written into. The Bible is a very progressive book. Um, and then I want to say one more thing along these kind of along the lines of talking about Exodus, especially. Like, when you read the Bible, don't just read it as, like, this collection of, like, these antiquated stories. Like, the Bible is our story. Like, when you read the book of Exodus, is it, you know, we get caught up in the literal, literal historical fact. Is it literally historically true? Did the Exodus happen? Did the parting of the Red Sea actually happen? Was it six literal days? Um, was there really an Adam and Eve? Was there really a flood? I don't know, and I wasn't there. Again, these are stories passed down over generations. Um... So is it factually, historically verifiable? Could you go back in time and see what happened? I don't know, and I don't frankly care. Does it make it any less true? No. I think the Bible is true. I think those stories are true because they're not just stories about them. They're stories about us. Yeah. The Exodus story isn't just a story about God delivering the Israelites. The Exodus story is about God delivering us. From whatever our th- well, whatever I mean, things are that hold us yeah, captive. Interestingly enough, one of the... Um, in one of the Gospels, and it talks about, <clears throat> it's in the Transfiguration, um, it talks about Jesus meeting up on the mountain with, uh, it says Elijah and Moses. Um, he's meeting with Elijah and Moses, and that you can interpret that however you want. I don't know what that exactly means, but the, the interesting part of the story is when it says um, they were talking about his exodus, yeah, like meeting yeah. Christ. Yeah. Like, <laughs> This this exodus that was about to about to come, um, and so there again another tie in to that great story, another tie in, in how that story is our story. I mean the the Bible is our human book. It's our book. Mm-hmm. It's the story of us. Mm-hmm. It's not just their story that happened or whatever. It's it's the story of who we are, and who God is, and um, that sort of ever progressing movement towards becoming more and more like God. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to do probably a whole episode on progressive revelation at some point and just probably, talk about sure. that just sure. that I, I was just thinking about the the just the Old Testament real quick just to back up what you guys are saying. The Old Testament, the the eye for an eye and then yeah. in the New Testament where Jesus says, you know, you may have heard an eye for an eye, but yeah. I tell you mm-hmm. if somebody hits you on the face, turn the other cheek. Yeah. Like he's moving it forward. He's moving yeah. it forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's all to get to a place where it's different. Like you know, Old Testament was was about all kinds of slavery. New Testament was about rules for for slavery, yeah. and, and now we're in a place where, where, good grief, most people don't think slavery is a great idea. Right. But slavery is bigger than it's ever been with like the sex slave yeah, trade. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But but most most people don't think that's a good idea, right. and, yeah. and so we're just slowly getting to to a different place. And I, I, I think. I mean, we could we could probably go on and on about about that. And oh, I think sure. that's probably changed who we are as 
Christians. Yeah. Uh, well, and the, the Bible is all about way. the Bible is all, and God is all about moving us forward. Like so, I mean, for those of you who don't have a faith community, or maybe you're not even looking, that's fine. If you are looking for a faith community, look for one that's trying to move us forward in our understanding, and move you forward in your understanding of what it means to be human. Yeah. What it, it means to be compassionate and loving and forgiving and graceful. Like those are things that need to be talked about. Those are things that need to be exemplified. That's what the Bible is doing. That's what God yeah. is up to. He's moving people forward into greater and greater understanding, greater and greater um, humanness, I guess. And I think that's what Jesus did. I think Jesus was saying, look, this is what it means to be a human being. This is what it looks like. Yeah. To be fully, completely alive, connected with God, connected with the world, connected with the universe, connected with other people. This is what it looks like. I'm showing you. Yeah. Know that if, if you're in a place where it's not safe to doubt or it's not safe to ask questions, then know that they're wrong. <laughs> you need to, I mean, yeah, it's nice I, the way to put yeah. that. Like um, when people say just have faith, it's kind of a load of bull crap. Like, what they're doing is masking their own doubts. Yeah. Uncertainty. Yeah. And they're trying to control you too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, um, because, I mean, they don't want you to leave the church. Right. Because <laughs> they want your money or mm-hmm. because they want your... You, the time you spend in the nursery or because, you know, they want they a certain want amount of number. number. Yeah. yeah. Um, so don't don't be afraid to doubt and please use uh, use us if you need to talk through some of this stuff. So um, now we're going to transition into uh, feedback. Um, there were no new reviews on, <laughs> on iTunes. So I implore you, if you are listening to this, please... Review us on iTunes. Make a little review. Talk about um, Walt Whitman's beard. Whatever you want to, <laughs> what, what, whatever you want to do. It, it's good, um, and we'll we'll actually read it on here too. So uh, we did have one five star review, um, but they didn't write any words. Thank so. you. Thank you. Half a thank you. Half. <laughs> we sort of thank. No, just three fourths. Three fourths of a okay, thing. Okay, we three. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so in some of the feedback uh, we got, um, somebody came at me hard about the um, the joint Facebook account, <laughs> to which I, I'm not going to say their name, um, but... Their joint name. But I'm not going to say their joint name, he, she, whoever, the, whoever, whoever it was that was talking to me on the Facebook, because um, it, was, it, was it was a straight couple, he or she. Um, and anyway... Um, I'm not. I'm not giving up. You're breaking rules on Facebook. So. <laughs> Michael's Michael's Michael. not soft in this issue. They is. they almost challenged this. This is a hill that Michael will die on. Apparently, they they even said, "Feel free to report us to Facebook." And I was literally like, I clicked the button to report them a couple times. I didn't go all the way. Through. I feel like I, I feel like Facebook doesn't actually care. Oh, they care. <laughs> no, I feel like Facebook doesn't care nearly as much as Michael cares. <laughs> About the joint, well, obviously, because they'd all be shut down. But I'll tell you what is appropriate is I do have a Facebook page for my beard. Um, I'm not going to, I don't use it anymore. But Didn't you have it. one for your cat? That one yeah, I did have so, one for cat. I know, I'm a horrible person. I was going to say, let's, yeah. I'll, I'll lighten up a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say. train up a little bit. Yes, but that's So it. for your joint Facebookers out there, we're giving you ammo to go after Michael. So. Yeah. Please do. We yeah, enjoy it. It's okay. But seriously, you need to like, deactivate your account. And <laughs> <laughs> separate them. Um... Uh, <laughs> I love it that still. Uh, it makes me so mad. Uh, okay, uh, Eric Eric Pittner um, 
Hi, Eric. Uh, he wrote on one of you guys shared something, and yeah, he said, good. topic for next time is reviews of churches on Yelp. Is <laughs> 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 what we should talk about. He said, communion wafers were dry. <laughs> Wine, obviously not real. It's not even Welch's grape. Um, and the sermon was good, but it ran too long. Would not recommend. <laughs> well done. So funny. Yeah, that was kind of like our last podcast. It ran long. No, our last podcast was awesome. And we definitely wouldn't recommend. <laughs> no, it, it was good. No, Luke, it the was one really with, with Lucas and Gif. It was really enjoyable. Uh, Hi, guys. Hey, brother. Um, feel, yeah, go back and listen that to that. That was our fastest downloaded uh, yeah, podcast. We broke a couple, a couple personal records yeah. with that. It's our personal best. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Traveling around. All right, all right, all right. Stop, stop. Before you go down that awful rabbit hole, keep going. Uh, Also, a big thanks to Kayla Doan for sharing our um, page on Facebook. Said she finally got around to listening to the first episode. Sweet. Was definitely worth staying up past her bedtime. Awesome. And she's looking forward to more. There will Um, be more. There will be more. (laughs) There will be more. There will be blood. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Matt uh, has Matt has something. Somebody. Yeah, uh, my friend Billy, uh, my Facebook friend Billy. I met him one time, like a year ago, and it was awesome. And we connected on Facebook, and he and I have become Facebook buddies, even though he's a Kentucky Wildcats fan. Ugh. Um, Boo. Which is just a horrible thing, and I expect Sorry, a response Kentucky. from him. Who won that game? Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so Cheers. he said uh, he he sent me a message. He said years ago I attended the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbus. They had a reverend by the name of Dennis McCarty. He studied at the Meadville Lombard Theological School in Chicago and always stated that the true reason that churches exist is for two simple basic human needs. This is going back to our podcast last week about the relevance of the church. Gotcha. Um, The church exists for two simple basic human needs. One is intimacy, the desire to connect, become part of a community, to be a part of the greater good. That's 100% accurate. Yep. And this one actually I really, like I've always believed about the intimacy. This one was a great way of putting this. The second is ultimacy, to mm. seek the mysteries of life, to define existence, purpose, meaning. Um, I couldn't help but think of his wisdom listening to your podcast. Um, Very good. And he said, P.S., and yes, Kentucky is lovely. It is a state law to refer to it as such. Uh, I, we will agree to disagree on that. Yeah, However, to your earlier points. They do have a lot of bourbon, though. Yeah, they do. Which is do excellent I just have a question. Is it a state law or is it a commonwealth law? What's <laughs> what what gives? Do we only yeah, we'll have it about it? We'll, fi- like, we'll find out, Nick. Billy, let Kentucky us know. Is even a state? We'll find out. Like, no, I don't it's get not. It. I don't get the commonwealth um, thing. It's a black hole I drive through when I have to get to Tennessee. Wouldn't commonwealth be like a socialist thing anyway? Probably. All right. Um, uh, anyway, Kentucky's so much thank you. We expect you to vote for Bernie Sanders in the next election. Feel um, the burn. <laughs> intimacy and ultimacy. I really like. Yeah, those that's two awesome. Terms. That's yeah, a great way to describe a church. Maybe if we had that with City Hill, we would have succeeded. No. Probably, probably not. not. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, thanks, Billy. Yes, thank you. Um, all right. It's closing time, so let's... Uh, no, time. no. I was waiting for somebody yes. to sing that horrible song. Stop. Okay. So, again, I implore you to... I beg you. Really, to rate this, us on this, iTunes. This podcast is just about annoying Brad. Like, that's Please really rate us on about. iTunes. So these guys... And Who is more can, annoying this episode? Me or, or Brad? Definitely you. You're welcome. Yeah. <clears throat> um, oh, oh, there's one more feedback I forgot to mention. Chris Fresh has got my back. He says... I think the Polly brothers are the ones who need to get, need to get fired into the sun. So suck <laughs> it, suck <laughs> it. I am going to watch his dog, so maybe that's why I said it. Yeah, to that's up. probably it. Uh, Which also, used to be uh, my dog. 50, while we were doing this podcast, Alex Roper, uh, a follower of ours, 
said, great show. Check them out. She shared her post. So thank you, Alex. I think Alex that. is a dude. So Really? Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. I apologize. I apologize to Alex. Alex. For some reason, I thought female. I don't know why I thought that. Because yeah. I have a female friend named Alex. So uh, that's probably why. Yeah. So, yeah. Because you're adult. I am adult. Thank you, right. Alex, for that. Mm-hmm. I thank you. Now, um, I you were a chick. also, Alex, please rate us on Facebook for five stars. Thanks. On iTunes. On iTunes. What did I say? Facebook? Facebook. Yeah. Um, iTunes. iTunes. Um, also, we need to uh, create a hashtag. So, Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I don't really have anything great this time. Usually I have like a backlog. I got Wish We'd All Been Ready. Um, <laughs> no. We're not doing that. That's absolutely not happening. Okay, we don't have to do that one. That will Ron Burgundy Baby. Ron Burgundy Baby. Uh, Burgundy's hard to spell. Harry Baby. Harry baby. Harry baby. Yeah, we'll do Harry baby. <laughs> Hashtag, like Harry baby. Hashtag, Hashtag Harry baby. Hashtag Harry baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hashtag, Hashtag terror selfie. Oh, let's let's not do terrorist selfie. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna end up on that's a probably like, already we're gonna end up on a no fly list. <laughs> yeah, looking at it, so. in retrospect, that's not a good one. All right, yeah. hashtag Harry baby. Harry baby. Uh, follow us on social media at uh, on Twitter at Pastards with an E podcast P A S T E R D S podcast, uh, and on Facebook.com it's Pastards podcast. Uh, again, if you want to, um, if you have a topic you want us to discuss, like we did tonight, uh, let us know. Uh, feel free to ask us any questions, real quick. Let's go around the horn. What are your guys' social media handles? At uh, Polly named Brad. At Polly named Matt. Polly with an E. Yes. P O L L E Y. Yeah. Polly wants a cracker. Ugh. Ugh. That used to be your your email address at one point. It still is mine. Okay. Polly cracker. Yeah. Polly cracker. Yeah. Um, and then mine is MJ Basinger on Twitter, but I pretty much only use the Pastors Podcast Twitter right now. It's pretty <laughs> much the only one I'm doing. Um, and huge thanks to Scott Drickle again for creating our our wonderful um, theme intro music, intro and theme, outro music. music theme, theme music, theme yeah. song. We need to come up with some catchy lyrics. Like no, we don't. No, Pastors Podcast. No, because we'll totally ruin it. If it's good music, we'll just leave it. I'm gonna do it one time. I'm not even gonna tell you guys, and I'm just gonna <laughs> upload it, and it'll be done. <laughs> okay. It's just you in the background going. Okay. Um, okay. With that, we're going to fire somebody into the sun. It's the best part of the week. Um, uh, I, I think Matt's doing yeah. firing into the sun. Yeah, it's you. Is it? I, I think, did it last week. I think he did. We, we fired. Um, we fired Caillou. Caillou into the sun. Yeah, but who am I? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh. Sorry, I forgot. Pat was a little bit prepared. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I was so focused on the actual meaningful content that sure you were. Then, yeah. Are you saying that this isn't meaningful or what to do? <laughs> just hit the, literally just hit the button, Michael. Just hit the button. <laughs> Stay on target. <laughs> Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Pat Robertson. <laughs> I love that we do it like that every time. I don't know why I think that's so funny every time. <laughs> uh.